What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast. Before I get into today's episode, I'm going to give you three things that I think are really important and that are going to be helpful for you. Number one, I have an app, Strong Life app. Everything is linked in the show notes that I'm going to talk to you about today. The Strong Life app is awesome. I do the programming in there. It's easy to use. It's a workout app. It's only a workout app. Um, I've got dumbbell workouts, body weight, beginner, three days, five days, train like Kendra, and I'm doing a core challenge all through 2024. So you want to get in on that for sure. Um, it's cheap. It's $14.99 a month if you pay monthly, or you can pay for the whole year, 99 bucks a month, which is, or 99 bucks a year, which is a steal. The second thing is I'm partnered with an awesome company called Just Meats. The meat is grass-fed and grass-finished. It's based in Utah. Um, it's absolutely delicious. It is easy. It is affordable. You get the meat right delivered to your house. It's prepared and it's cooked and ready. And it's amazing. It's restaurant quality is the best way I can describe it. You'll make your meals in three to five minutes. No joke. It comes with different sauces you can use. It's super macro friendly. Um, and if you're somebody like me who doesn't love to cook, who doesn't have a lot of time to cook, I am a go out to dinner type of girl. So when I'm at home, I really need things to be fast and easy. And this has given me a huge variety. You get $15 off your order when you use my link and code Kendra 15. And also they're doing promotions all the time. So just stay tuned for that. You can get a subscription. So for me, I have it delivered once a month to my house and I don't have to think about it again. And it actually saves me money in the long run. And the third thing is I use the first form app to coach my clients um, and to coach people who are, let's say you're tracking in some other app, but you don't know if your macros are right. You want somebody to take a look at it. That's what I do. Um, I have a high volume of people through this app. It's $12.99 a month. I can see your food. I can help you with customized macros, workout programming, and uh, supplementation to be able to help you reach your goals. All the people you see on my social media have come to me through the app. They've found me on different platforms. They've been referred to me by friends. I don't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore. I have a few clients and I'll do some openings throughout the year. I do some group coaching, but the app coaching is amazing. I can send video messages to you for feedback. You do weekly check-ins. And as long as you're willing to meet me halfway, it's an amazing, affordable way to go. It's really me on the other end of the app too, by the way. I do have help in there, but these are people that I'm closely connected to that I trust and meet with on a regular basis. So those are three things I want you to know. Without further ado, here is today's episode. So we're live in Team Strong Life. I have Stacy Williams with me. I can see some of the comments. So don't get in Team Strong Life now or you'll be all distracted. <laughs> but thank you for joining me today. Thank you for asking and, me to be a part of your podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I have done a couple of these where I kind of deep dive into, you know, people's journey, which yeah. is which is different because I think I am I talk about it a lot, but a, a lot of people want to know if you know, I have had my own personal struggle, what that was like. And so it's always good for me to bring somebody on who people can relate to if, if not me, you know, so right. we've got a lot of people chiming in to say hi. 
So that's good. We have Andrea, Laura, Laura, Becky, Danielle, Nora. They're all here. Oh, yay. <laughs> I feel I'm amongst family. Yeah, right. You're among you're in a circle of trust. It's that's a big right. circle. It's a wide work. We're, we're about to cast a wide net here. But okay, so I sent you a text to tell you kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Of course, you can share anything that you feel like would be helpful, but I think what people are most interested in, it seems like is how you, you know, kind of broke through whatever difficult, challenging mindset had kept you maybe where you were. So you lost a total of 50 pounds ish, right? Right. Right. Just over, just a little bit over. Okay. And where did you start? So I started at 216. Okay. And was that was that your heaviest? <laughs> that was my heaviest, including pregnancy twice. Okay. Yes. All right. That so was far. Yeah. That was above even pregnancy weight. And you, st and you were, how old were you when you came to me? So three and a half years. So 44. Okay. 44. Yeah. yeah. Damn. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, you think, know. oh, it's all over. And it's like, no, yeah. it's not yeah. over. It's not over. <laughs> Even I think that sometimes and I get like, oh man, why bother? And then I'm like, what am I? You just, yeah. it's such a strange, natural thing because I think as we age there, I've talked about this before on podcasts, you already feel sort of irrelevant, like as a woman, it's oh, just, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Like in the world, it's like, and that's not everyone. So I'm not, I'm not speaking for everyone here, but many of us just you sort of slowly start to feel like you're fading, you're fading away into the sunset, you know, looking at retirement and, and it's just, it's an interesting time to try to reinvent yourself, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had definitely decided, right. I was at a certain weight. There was nothing else I could do. I was too old, certainly had aches and pains and, you know, I, I had kind of just settled in and resided. Well, this is, this is what middle age is. This is what menopause does to your body. Right. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Right. And we can talk about that too. But so one thing I, I kind of want to walk, walk us through, people are always curious, is this, was this a new thing for you? Where did you always struggle? Talk to us a little bit about like your memories of like body image and where you first started to struggle. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I was an athlete in high school, an athlete in college, you know, went through school fit, enjoyed even doing the workouts. That wasn't ever a problem. Was I, you know, the skinny kid or the bodybuilder? No, of course not. You know, it was, it was just an athlete. Like a normal kid. Yeah. yeah. Like just yeah. an athlete. Yeah. 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 Right. Of course, you know, went through, through college on into early adulthood. Again, same thing. Wasn't underweight, wasn't overweight. I always like to take on challenges. So, you know, even the physical side, even once I started putting on weight later in the years, I didn't notice it as much because I just, it was always a physical person. So the athleticism, right, helped me push through even as I gained the weight to be able to accomplish things. It probably wasn't until, I don't know, late thirties, 
you know, kids are growing up, they're kind of, you know, in that early teenage, teenage years, you're running around, you're doing the fast food, you're doing the quick late night dinners, and you just kind of let yourself go, right? You really zone in and focus in on them. And I think that's where I started putting on the weight. But in all honesty, I think it happened slowly over time that I didn't notice it near as much, right? And and you see yourself in the mirror, you see that image and you don't necessarily see it uh, happen fast, right? And then all of a sudden one day you go, wow, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what happened to me, so. So athletic, and I think a lot of people can relate to that too, where it's like, you know, you're just, you're just an athletic person. You're able to do things. So you're not so, I I mean, I, I know a lot of women like that, that are like just kicking ass. And then they'll mention like, Oh, I need to lose weight. And I'm not really seeing it. Cause they're, we're doing the same things. We're active and like, you know, we're all different. So it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but somewhere in there, it's like, you know, kind of bothering them that they. Well, and I, th- I think that's where it fooled me. Like I, I fooled myself, right? I could do the things. Could I, you know, carry two buckets of water because I was, you know, needing to haul them somewhere? Yeah, I could. Yeah, you, you weren't know. limited. Yeah. Right, right. And so I still push through those kind of things. And, and so in my mind, I guess I was fooling myself that even though I was, you know, able to do those things, I wasn't really paying attention to the weight. And, you know, it finally was at the point where I couldn't do some things is where I think it started resonating, you know, that, Hey, remember what it was that you couldn't do. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's a moment and, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Like you remember when you got your first job, you remember when you brought your kid, right? Like you remember all those, I clearly remember that. And, um, we were on vacation. It was the summer of 2020, right? So pandemic had hit, everything had shut down, things started opening back up, you go on vacation. Um, and my favorite place is to be at the beach. And I remember having the beach chairs out. And on the Gulf, anybody that lives on the Gulf or been to the Gulf, you kind of know there's kind of a shelf that kind of leans off towards the water and there was a shelf of sand. And so you'd have to get up out of your chair and walk down that little bit of a shelf to go to the ocean. And I remember not being able to get up out of the chair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the moment. Yeah. And I thought then I thought, I'm sorry. I feel I'm feeling it. (laughs) It's all better now. Right. But no, that was the moment that was like, you've gotten to a point that you can't even get out of a chair to enjoy what you want to enjoy with your family. Yeah. Um, and, And at that exact moment is when I said, it's up to me. Yeah. I have to change it. Cause that's yeah. also not really you. Like, I'm sure you don't identify as a woman who can't get out of a chair. No, like, <laughs> absolutely life. not. Right. Yeah, I was the not, one that regardless yeah. of the weight I could do things I could, you know, I could make it happen, you know, and I'd already seen in, in kind of in the back of my mind, told myself, okay, I was having trouble going up my stairs every night. Our bedrooms upstairs. I had trouble going up the steps. Why? because I was overweight, but I had knee problems. Why did I have knee problems? Because I was overweight. Right. Right. But I told myself for many years, it was just because I had knee problems and the knee problems kept me from doing, you know, the right kind of workouts or being able to run or to do any kind of weightlifting. So I used it as, as that excuse, you know, to not do something about it. Right. Yeah. Like the, I, and, but I mean, it's like a logical way of thinking, right? Like, it's like, 
the knee is preventing me, but like, there's one more question you have to ask. There's one more layer. Yeah. What's causing the knee inflammation? Like, right. and could it be if you have 50 less pounds? Yes. You know, can that help? And it can, and people don't realize the, how much, this is going to sound obvious, but that weight weighs them down. It's, it just, I think it's, it's just a, like on so many layers and levels. Yeah. And I won't quote the numbers because I can't, I can't even remember them now, but I do remember as I started on this journey reading, right, for, for every one pound of excess body weight you have, it's more than that in, in pounds of pressure, right? Mm -hmm. On your joints. And so if you think about it, right, for every time you lose two pounds, three pounds, you're actually reducing even more of that off of the joints. And it was, you know, over time, as I started losing that weight, I could feel the relief, not that my knees are perfect, because they're not. <laughs> but right, you could feel the relief coming off yeah. of them. So and same thing with your feet, right? And having foot issues. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's it's too much. Your body isn't meant to carry constantly that kind of weight around. It's real taxing on the body. It requires, you know, blood flow. Um, so you're you're just robbing all the good things of, you know, of what you need. So all a lot of the complaints I hear from people, uh, they're uh, about those injuries, all of them are mm -hmm often related to weight. I think that I'm, I'm curious to learn more too, in my course here about just the impact of inflammation, because I think it's pretty huge on mobility and, yeah. uh, just overall health, obviously, but I don't know enough about it, but I think, I think, you know, losing the weight is step number one, right? Like also maybe I was 42. I've talked about this a lot, my like funk at 42, but I gained about 15 pounds. I had a knee injury and I was thinking about it yesterday as I was, or a couple of days ago, I was doing a deep squat at CrossFit all the way down, all the way up. I was moving slow, but I could move all the way through it. Squat strength improved doing the knees over toes guy. And they told me that I would need to have surgery. And I remember thinking, and they said, you should do PT first. So I just did PT and then I did it on my own and kind of built my own program and turned my knee around, rehabbed it, built strength back in my, around my knees to support that. And I was thinking if I was overweight and didn't know better, I would just have had that knee surgery right? Because they're trying to cure right. the symptom. Uh, right. All doctors, that's their job is like, right. you're sick. I, I give, we get rid of the symptom. And I was like, wow, like I, for eight years have avoided this knee surgery and made improvements because I got my shit together and yeah. worked through it. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're 50 pounds overweight, you know, and you you're in that place, the first thing is to see if you can get some mobility back, you know? And I know that doctors will tell you like, you know, you have to, let's get you healed so that you can even get mobile. But I don't know that that's always the best advice. I'm obviously not a doctor. I don't know 
I mean, good Lord, this is going to go out there. Somebody's going to give me a hard time. But if I had followed that advice, I would have a knee surgery now and who knows what limitations I would be thinking I have. So yeah, it's like, take it seriously to get yourself fit and healthy and see what you're left with. Yeah. See, yeah. see what you're left with. Yeah. It wasn't easy. I mean, trying to initiate a, a, an exercise program when you're in constant pain was not fun, right? It wasn't easy, but same kind of thing. And, and I, I was also told I was going to have to have a knee replacement. Um, one, I, I didn't really want to have the surgery, but two, at the weight that I was at, what good was it really going to do in the end? Right. And eventually it would probably be worn down if, if I stayed at that weight. Right. So really yeah, trying that, to, cause you're going to have to lose the weight anyway. And yeah. now you're kind of in a cycle, right. you know, you're in this, right. like you're in this cycle. I'm not, I mean, good Lord, I'm not saying don't have surgery. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but, but I'm just saying, you know, for both of us, had we gone down that path to get out of the acute pain yep. and not handle the alcohol, the nutrition, the sleep, uh, body composition, muscle, full range of motion, trying different things. We'd both be sitting here with scars yeah. everywhere. And that's right. <laughs> and I looked at it too. Eventually I had to tell myself I'm already in pain. So, you know, it hurts not doing anything. So how much more is it really hurting if I decide to do something? Right. right? We'll probably, I mean, I'll probably end up with a knee replacement down the road. You might yeah, also, I like probably will like too. <laughs> right. It's not like it's, it's not like it's not going to happen, something, right. but right. you know, to, to delay those things as much as you can is pretty cool. Yeah. So you can't get out of the chair. That's where we left off. And then you decided. So how did you find me? Yeah. So, yeah. So I couldn't get out of the chair. I was at like the lowest of low, right. And not just physically in that exact moment, just over time mentally had also gotten there. Right. It, it, that whole phase of, you know, just your kids are at the certain stage, they're starting to become independent, right. You're hitting that perimenopause phase. The hormones are out of whack. They're going crazy. Um, so mentally, right. I was there too. And after that moment, I knew I had to do something. I didn't know what, but I knew I had to do something. So I found you, you know, that was when us middle-aged women decided to turn to TikTok because we were at home and our kids were on it. <laughs> and, and that's where I found you was TikTok. And yes. I remember hearing or listening to one of your TikToks and resonated with me and I thought she doesn't sound like she's trying to sell me anything she's just talking about right our demographic our age of women and then I kind of went on and then later you popped up in my feed again I thought she's really not trying to sell anything she's just she's really trying to teach us something let me keep listening and uh, that's when I learned about team strong life joined team strong life and then I creeped and I creeped for a little while <laughs> I think I creeped for probably about a month, a month and a half. And through creeping, I actually started to listen to what you were saying and add some of those things into my life, but didn't become part of your team in the first form app. And I started noticing that my weight was changing and that my habits were just mm -hmm. slightly changing. And that's when I went, you know what? She's on to something and she's she's resonating with me and I'm learning. And that's when I decided to join through first form with yeah. you. And that was in, I mean, I can look it up. 
Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, August of 2020 is when I joined. Jeesh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. It's almost, yeah, three and a half years. Three and a half years. So you join, you join the apps, you start to change. That happens to a lot of people. They start to kind of, it's like they're, they're starting to get a little sucked in and it's kind of hard to deny and you start seeing results from other people. How did you move from joining the app to kind of fully committing? Yeah. And you could probably go back and right, look at my track record. Mm -hmm. It was, it was certainly, you know, one of those up and downs for, for quite some time. And, or I would take an eight week challenge and fully commit. And then I would (laughs) fully decommit for, for the in-between. Right. But I think as I made it through, you know, about a year, and really listening to you making connections in Team Strong Life and quite honestly calling myself out on my own bullshit, right? It's like, you either want this or you don't. And I knew how much better I felt as I had lost weight, was in the best fitness, you know, body and even strength that I wanted to be. No, not necessarily, but I was feeling so much better and I was gaining confidence. And that's when I realized you know what, this really is a lifestyle because, you know, we grew up in the air. I was like diet mentality, go do this for a few weeks and you can live however you want to live. That's, that's not the case. And of course we know that now, but that wasn't how I felt as it was even that first year as I started, it was kind of like, okay, I can, I can back off in between challenges. And I kind of saw them as challenges instead of, no, this is just a moment in time of an entire lifestyle. Right. Um, yeah. Little fate. So talk a little bit about your, your process. Like when did the, in these three and a half years, did that, the 50 pounds, I mean, I know when, but I kind of want to hear how you look back and reflect on, cause let's say, I think a lot of people, this is my experience. They, they will come to me now, right. In January and they will expect to lose 50 pounds by June, right? I mean, you're laughing, but like, yeah, oh no, I was there too. And right, like <laughs> that see, like without yeah. doing the math, they're like, I would like to be where I want to be by yeah. the summer. Yeah. And then when the reality sits in, sinks in that it's about how long it's going to actually take, that's where I lose most people. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's too daunting. It's way too daunting to imagine that it could take you a year, two years, three years to get that off. So how do you, how did you kind of s- tackle it and not let that stop you? Yeah. I mean, you could almost say with you, you could almost argue you did stop sometimes yeah, you, you kind of did, but you never left. You just kind of, you kind of put a pin in it almost. Okay. I'm going to, I'm good here for a minute. Like uh, no more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never left TSL, but you're right. There were moments throughout the last three years or so that I kind of, you know, put a pause to the tracking or the intense workouts or the heavier, you know, resistance training. But for me, it, it to lose the 50 pounds it took all three years it yeah, didn't happen right. Over, right it truly took all three years 
And the way I approached it was when I first, when I first found you and I first started, I kind of tried to incorporate everything and it was so much, it was too much. And I wasn't, I wasn't able to keep anything a habit because I felt like I was constantly bouncing around trying to figure out what worked for me. And I think that's the other part is just trying to figure out what works with your schedule, what works with your type of lifestyle, or what are you going to have to change in your lifestyle to make something fit? And for me, I had to start with the foundation and I had to build on the foundation, right? So when I first started, it was my favorite saying, the kitchen is closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember when we used to say that? We used to say, yeah, the kitchen yeah is that's closed, my right? favorite. It's, it's yeah, because it was such a nighttime snacker. Yeah. And it was, it was very habitual, it almost not even thinking about it. So the kitchen closed was the first habit, right? Yeah. Once dinner's done, you don't go back and get anything else. That's it. You're Um, done. Yeah. And so really early on, I used a week at a time to kind of gauge, right? Am I making this a habit? And so once I could go a week with really doing, you know, whatever that was, kitchen's closed, you don't go back and eat. I added something else into it. So the next week it was, I'm going to say, you know, upping my water and getting to 100 ounces of water or 120 ounces of water. Can I do that for a week? And so I really, it was, you know, it's it's kind of like building the foundation of your house. I just started, it was brick by brick and one thing, and I do it for a little while and then I build something else to it because for me and the way I approach things in my personality was not, I wasn't, I wasn't good at doing all the things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just used that as a foundation. Once I started gaining momentum, that's where I felt like, okay, now I can do all the things. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it, well, and now you do all the, and I think this last, the last yeah. challenge was really the, or the. It was summer. back in the summer. Yeah. yeah the summer, the summer was really the, you know, that was, that was really cool to see like. Well, and that was one. Yeah. That was one where, you know, for the past, I don't know, year, year and a half, I've kind of stayed at that same weight loss range. Right. I knew physically I could do more. Right. And I kind of went into prior to that challenge saying, okay, this is it. Like stop doing the things and do the things, right. Cause you can do all the things and, and, and still maintain, but I, I wanted to really push myself. Now that might not be for everybody, right? I was really out for a, for a fat loss goal, right? I wanted to lean out. Could I have been happy where I was maybe, but it wasn't in my personality after I've gone this many years, right. Of, of gaining strength and teaching myself that I can do the things. And I, so I wanted to push myself. Yeah. It's interesting. And for, you know, for those listening who aren't as familiar that it's really just about putting the pieces together of Stacy's macronutrients. So what she needs for protein, carbohydrates, fat, total calories, and staying consistent with that as long as you can until you need a, a break from that type of discipline. And sometimes an eight week challenge for somebody is real messy and they're doing half of the things and kind of bullshitting some of it and you know, just kind of, but, but still there, it's still good to me because it's all like, it's like, it's getting reps, you know, you're just, you got to just get the reps in track. If you track five days and you start to see and learn, but then you have a rough few days, just keep, just keep getting the reps in and it will, and it's not perfect for everyone. You know, it's not like this, like I've said, it's not this like linear 
perfect downward. Yeah. But yours is your, it's funny when you look at the whole body of work of three and a half years, it's actually pretty perfect because you never fully ever went back. You know, like that's, what's interesting to me. A lot of people come have success and then fully go back to where they started from a weight perspective. And then they come again and they do it again. And then they fully go back. People do that. You never went, you it's, it's almost like to me, I, I wondered, you know, maybe you just know yourself where, okay, I've done what I think I can do for now. I'm going to hold here, maintain this, live in this new body. Cause it's, it's interesting for somebody to lose weight. Your body doesn't feel the same. It's like, it's like, it's different feeling and it's never a bad thing to hold and maintain there. I don't care if it's a year until you are ready to go through what, as you know, you did last summer, which is not easy. And it does require the next level of discipline to get leaner and start to see definition. And, you know, especially if you've been hanging out at that, you know, 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight for a while, it just, it's, it's a process to kind of bounce back. Yeah. And, you know, I think I don't know that I would appreciate losing 50 pounds if I had lost it in the first six months. Yeah. The first eight months. Um, I think going through the process, right, of of learning how to change habits, you know, how to understand tracking macros, um, understanding, you know, resistance training and what it takes to really build muscle. If I hadn't gone through all of that over a longer period of time, losing the weight to me probably wouldn't have been as meaningful and appreciative, right? Like, I okay, so I lost 50 pounds. I'd look in the mirror and be like, great, I lost 50 pounds. But the work that went into it is what continues to drive me to make sure that you're not going backwards. And even though it wasn't 50 pounds, you know, two years ago, it wasn't 50 pounds, but knowing that I had put in the work even to get to 35 pounds, right? 40 yeah. pounds loss. Yes, maybe there was, you know, a five pound, six pound gain in between challenges or whatever, but I knew how well, how good I felt in comparison to that defining moment, right? When I couldn't get out of a chair that I knew that I had to stick to what, you know, was being taught and what, what I knew was to eat, eat right, you know, follow the macros to make sure that I'm putting in the work. And so then Again, it wasn't until last summer where I said, okay, now, now I'm ready, right? I've, I've got all the foundation built. I've got the house built. Now I really want to push it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so, it's yeah. wild. It's wild because a, a lot of people want all of that first and some people get oh, yeah. it. Yeah. They yeah. do. I have, I have some people who somehow they go balls to the walls right out of the gate and they've maintained it too for years. And some people that's not how, that's not how they're going to approach it, but it doesn't mean like you're no less of a dog than Erica Anderson out there who did it right, right out of the gate. Like yeah. it's still pretty bad. I'm just out. jealous. I'm just jealous that she and, did it right out of the gate. <laughs> no, but it's, but you know, then she had to learn to maintain, then she had to learn how to eat a cookie and not freak out. <laughs> you know, she had right. to learn other things, but you're, but you, you ended up in the same place. That's, what's kind of cool. You know, it's just, 
And I think it's a testament to how different we all are and how it's really important for people to understand that a, a three-year journey is just as sweet because there's no chance you're going back. No, no I mean, this is, you just you <laughs> kind of slowly built it. You've had a chance to adapt. You've, your body has had a chance to adapt to its new needs and macros. And you've had a chance to push yourself with exercise and build to this point. So now it's just like, what do you want to do next? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to get here, you know, it, again, we think that it should happen overnight sometimes. And sometimes it might for some people, but I think, and I, I think I said this to you at one point, you know, somebody's asked, people ask, what's the magic pill, right? There's no magic pill. There's no magic, so to speak. But I think the thing about it was, is consistency, right? And, and there were, there were challenges. There were even years where, okay, maybe I was, consistent with the workouts, but I wasn't truly consistent in tracking every single thing. Right. And that's where I really started learning like, okay, that handful of nuts that you ate that you didn't think was that big a deal or the three Hershey kisses that you threw in your mouth. Right. <laughs> right before you said kitchen clothes, right. Those, those do matter, you know, and the other thing that I learned is that as you continue to push your body, right, your body's burning. And so sometimes you can get away with that. I think we've even talked about it, like at the holidays, you might get away with it for a couple of weeks, but it catches up to you, right? So consistency yep. is really what, what I, in, in fact, it's what was on my vision board for 2023. So that was my word was consistency. And so I kept it in front of me, right? Making sure you're consistently tracking, making sure that you're consistently putting in the work, right? My level of work might've changed throughout the year, but I was constantly putting in the work. And to me, that's the, if you want to call it magic, you can call it magic. It's not really magic, but it's being consistent and what you're putting in your mouth and right. How much you're exerting and energy. So, right. Yeah. I remember when you were embarking on this, you know, you asking Erica about what she did and, you know, the answer is just the same as your answer, which is you yeah. just, you like, you don't deviate. And I think it's really hard for people to understand that unless they've done it. Like, it's very difficult to understand. Even if you say consistency, people are like, what does that mean? And it's like, <laughs> It's like every day, that's every day. what that means. And day it's hard for out. people, you know, every day that's, that's unrealistic. It's like, well, then you can stay where you are. Like yeah. you, you can't expect to progress without that consistency in anything probably, but that you're going to get exactly the return on your investment and anything you do halfway you're just going to get halfway back. You know, the problem with this, the problem with halfway in this scenario is that I say this all the time. It feels the same as a hundred percent. Like when you're doing most of it, it feels like you're getting robbed. Like you should have results, but it's not until you do that, like extra 25% that you're like, Oh, okay. I know exactly why I wasn't getting results, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The consistency, certainly, you know, you, you, you think you're being consistent, but I learned the summer, right? I, 
you know, we talked about it. What I asked you, what does it take? Right. And you told me, and I thought, actually, I think, let me take that back. And I think maybe even in 2022, I asked you and I, <laughs> I read it and I said, oh, I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not ready to be that consistent and that dedicated. Right. But in 2023, I made my mind yeah. up. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. So Stacy said, what do I need to do? Basically? Like I want to, I want to like come out blazing on this thing. And she was already getting leaner and I feel like your macros were already a little low, not like crazy. Right. And so the answer was to go into a deeper cut that was going to be uncomfortable with a lot more cardio <laughs> and yeah. physical activity. And I, when I send that reply, I remember thinking, I mean, it's out of my hands now. Like she asked, <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> well, I never know. Like I never really know. It's like, I, and so I, one thing that happens to me is I'll, when you ask me, I will be thinking about how you might re read it and respond receive it and then whether or not you'll do it and how, and I'm already anticipating that you might say like, well, how am I supposed to do that? So as I've learned as a coach and over the years have gone on, I completely detach myself from what you're going to experience when you read what you have to do, because that's what you have to do. And that's, so you asked, I'm telling you, and then I just kind of have to move on and pray. <laughs> You know, and you're like, okay. And then it was like, uh, you know, stair master, step mill. <laughs> oh yeah. Even running who in the world would have thought. Right. So do you want to tell them what, what I told you that you would probably need to at least get to, to be able to get the results you were looking for under the current circumstances and body composition that you were in? Remember it's all relative. Right. What Stacy had to do would be different than somebody else just because, and that's the beauty, I think, of being able to work together and having that history. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember reading it and you had said, right, you're going to have to keep your resistance training, but you're also going to have to add in 30 to 45 minutes of cardio at least three times a week, plus add in at least three to four times of about 15 minutes of hit work. And I thought, oh, oh, and plus continue your 45 minute walks. <laughs> I have a job. How am I supposed to do all that? Right. So, yeah, it, it was a little daunting at first. And the only way I knew to tackle it was to put it on pen and paper and, you know, kind of write out and script out a plan. Yeah. And, and then made sure I stayed to that plan. Yeah. I had lots of cheerleaders cheering me on my TSL roomies and all of my TSL friends, right? Like y'all were amazing. They were amazing. Cause you know, I would post what I was doing and everybody was just encouraging me. And that was a huge thing. And I, and I would say for anybody in their fitness journey, even if they're not part of TSL, like find that group of people, because that's throughout the three and a half years, that's what has really sustained me and pushed me is this group here, we have like-minded women, right? We all, at the end of the day, want to be healthier. You know, some of us have lean out goals. Some of us just want, you know, functional fitness, daily physical fitness that we can do. We don't have to be, you know, in, in beach body shape, right? That's not necessarily everybody's goal, but just the fact that we all want to feel better, <clears throat> you know, 
we supported and lifted each other up. And I think that it was crucial to me over the last three and a half years is having the community to really lean in on and, and support me. And yeah. I mean, I would say, I remember too, in some of your, some of your videos early on, you would talk about, you know, what you feed yourself, not, not physically in food, but mentally also helps drive you. And that was a huge shift for me, right? I, I do get on social media. So I started changing that, right? Who am I looking at? Who am I listening to? What am I reading? And so changing that so that I started getting more of the positive things that I'm looking at daily. So it wasn't, it was our community, but then it's also what am I feeding, you know, my mind with? And it helps, it really helps shift the overall mindset because in the past it was very negative. You know, I can't do this. There's no way I would even try. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, how about your family? I'm always curious how families respond. My biggest supporters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they knew, you know, that moment, they knew that I was not happy. They knew leading up to that moment, I wasn't happy. And, and, you know, I say the, the weight gain was slowly over the years, I'd say probably from beginning of 2020 to the, to that moment, midsummer, I did put on even more and it kind of was faster and I was miserable. They knew I was miserable. I was grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> They could probably tell you all kinds of things, right. About right. the kind of mental state I was in. So when I started, they were so supportive, you know, whenever I say no, I can, you know, no, we're not going to go to this place to eat or no, I can't have that. Do they have something that I can have? Right. Or we're not, I'm not buying the ice cream because I can't say no to it kind of thing. Absolutely supportive. And now it's like, it, you know, they're all, my whole family's athletes. They're all athletic. So the fact that I was you know, in a place where I, I really physically wasn't athletic anymore was probably hard too. So they've, they've loved seeing every moment of my journey and, yeah. you know, the accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They're there. I mean, it all, it's been fun to follow the, the process. And I always think like how exciting it must be for the family when things like that change and they get to watch your journey and it's an adjustment, you know, but it is, I think a lot of us, I remember being miserable and grumpy also. And during that time and oh, yeah. feeling like, um, I don't like myself. So mm -hmm. I definitely don't like anyone else, you know, and just kind of struggling yeah. with, with the mood. Yeah. Uh, that was really hard knowing that when you wake up every day, sort of disappointed in yourself and frustrated with your own decisions and then you're like, today's the day, but then it's not the day again. And you go right. to bed. I, I've heard somebody say, you know, you wake up every day on a diet and you go to bed every night a failure. And it's like a terrible way to live. And it's by our own hand and it's by our own doing and it's nobody else's fault. Okay. And it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of a burden to carry knowing that you are inflicting this misery on yourself. Um, and as much as we can blame other people, our circumstances, it's, I think the, I think the true, like the agony is knowing that it is our fault and that it isn't anybody else's fault, you know? Right. Oh yeah. I it's mean, responsibility to get out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the self-talk I had to have, you know, when I said, okay, it's time to do something. It, it is not up to anybody but me, right. Yeah. I'm the one that controls 
what I'm putting in my mouth. I'm the one that controls my time. So am I going to find time to do what needs to be done? Right. To right. make a change. Um, so, yeah. Right. And, and you're right. Like waking up every morning, you're, you're waking up in a bad mood because you're miserable because you hurt because right. You're just overall demeanor is, and then that, that exudes itself out onto everybody else too. Right. right? In the right. workplace, in the home. Right. And it had, I mean, it was affecting, it was affecting my husband and my kids. Right. Because I was always in a bad mood. They felt it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And so then in this later part of your journey, you've made some career changes, had the confidence to do that. That's interesting too. I love to see and hear when that, like the shift happens and moves into other areas of people's <laughs> lives. So that's kind of exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's something that, you know, I've entertained the thought about for quite some time and after you've been at a company for a long time or been in a position for a long time, right, there comes a comfort. And so you, you think, ah, why well, am I going to do it? Um, and I think this journey has built confidence in a lot of other areas. And one of them was, it's time to push yourself. It's time to get out of that comfort zone, go find something different. Yeah. Um, so I stayed with the same company, but took on a completely different type of role in a different, completely different department. So yeah, a bigger challenge. So it was, it, it you know, and, and what I have done and the things that I've pushed myself physically to learn and adapt to, I'm now able to use that right in, in a career shift. Yeah. So what's, what's next for you? Do you think? You know, I've been thinking about that as 2024 approached and I'm like, okay, what's next? And you know, for me, my, my word this year that I put on my vision board was inspire. Mm -hmm. So I really want to use that to, to inspire other people. And it doesn't have to be the physical side of it, right? The physical fitness side of it. Of course, I'd love to inspire people for that. But overall, like there I was so heavy set and so physically out of shape, I couldn't get out of a chair that, you know, now I'm doing hard things like, Stairmaster and running and, you know, weightlifting, you can do that too. I, I shifted in careers, right? I want to inspire people to go do the hard things, right? Make, make a goal, go after it. So that's one of my biggest focuses for 2024, as far as, you know, taking what I did consistently learning that, and then using that to inspire other people. And then I'd say, you know, physically for me, I don't know. I've, I've really started entertaining some of the CrossFit type workouts and trying to see if that's something I can do because yes, you asked for that yes, program. I did, did I? I know what I was going to do. Actually, it's funny you say that because I was like, okay, she wants CrossFit workouts. I'm not a CrossFit coach, but what I would do is put in hero wads where we could do those together as a team. I think that would be really fun or that you could pick one to do and they, they would be epic, just yeah. big, fun hero wads that are, they're already programmed. They're well-known. Some of them yeah. will be, and do some benchmark wads and stuff like that. So obviously I have to build that. That takes time, but it'd be fun to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it, doing some of that, like, you know, I learned how to, how to do weightlifting, traditional bodybuilding type weightlifting. Right. But yep. when you start looking at some of the CrossFit type stuff, I'm like, oh, very challenging. It's, it's, yeah. attacking well, it's super body. athletic. I mean, everything yeah. I'm learning now, our strongman training starts again. 
Sundays and then CrossFit for me, it, it's for me, it's, it's filling my cup. So I don't, I obviously have many, have had many training styles. And I think to build a foundation of a physical foundation, traditional training is probably an amazing place to start. And then you can kind of progress from there. Um, as you get bored or want to try different things, but that, that foundation of like solid bro lifting, learning to build muscle, learning to move, learning kind of what body parts you're hitting and understanding that is a great thing to progress from. So I think CrossFit is a great, it's, it's not the thing that's, you don't typically see people like your general population go to CrossFit and just get a massive physique change. That's not usually associated with CrossFit just because of the, there's a lot of reasons for that, but I think it would be a really fun thing for you to move to because even now, like, like for me, I have strong man, but also handstand walks, muscle ups, and a few goals that I'm interested in moving a little bit differently for longevity. And just, you know, it's like a, like I said, it's like, I'm, I'm in a playground now, you know? <laughs> so, and I, I've been doing, I started doing CrossFit 15 years ago and I did it really religiously. And then moved into more bodybuilding style and finally found some good coaching because that matters. And then, and had searched for that around the country. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm into that for you. You're at a home gym now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the days that I'm at work, I'll use our gym at work, which has, you know, yeah. some minimal equipment, but yeah, I, I use the home gym. Right. So which has grown over time, you know. Well, your home gym not, is not, your home gym is a little different than like don't but, she's talking about a couple <laughs> dumbbells, people. She's got a stacked home gym. But it didn't start that way. I mean, when yeah. I started with you, it was it was okay, that's fair. five pounds and ten pounds, you know, bar dumbbells. And I did it in my garage. Yeah. That was all I had. And I had a, a yoga mat. That was all I had. And so, yeah, it's been built over time. And most of my stuff is, is used, is used equipment. And it works just as good as new equipment. But right. I am fortunate that I have a son who's into weightlifting as well. So <laughs> he's your excuse. You're like, I have to get it for the child. Right, right. For the he, children. He was, yeah, he was really, when he and uh, his buddies were doing a lot of their workouts for wrestling and stuff, yeah. right? That was kind of the inspiration for the larger home gym, but. I think our boys would get along really well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think like, I uh, sometimes I wish we could do a TSL meetup with like Jack and the the boys, you oh, know, yeah. the sons. He would probably love that now. It would definitely have to be in a gym, I would imagine. Yeah, oh yeah. Together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think anything, you know, for an athlete like you or me as a growing up, it's anything to stay athletic feels really natural. Doesn't it feel like that feels, it feels really good to move. It does. It, it yeah. feels good to move and, you know, it, it feels good to feel good. I mean, just learning how to eat better. Yeah. Right. And, and your overall gut and your body feeling better is amazing. You know, and, right. and I would say, you know, I think back, like I was talking about the the home gym and how it started. It started in the garage, a, a few weights, but it wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me. It wasn't even just that. It was just learning to move. I mean, I remember you saying, right, just move your body. Mm -hmm. Walking to me is like one of the most underrated exercises there is. So mm -hmm. for anybody who's just starting, it's, it's just move. 
right. I, I was, I was so yep. heavy you can and say a lot of times like, Oh, walking isn't enough. And it's like, well, it depends on your starting point. If you're starting it does, right. Zero, it depends, walking right? and, and you can always go back to it. Like yeah. you're having a hard day. You're tired. You're sore. Just walk. Right. It is so nourishing to move forward like that. It really is. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It depends on your starting point. Is walking enough now for me? No. But when I was, you know, 215 pounds and my knee was killing me and I could barely do anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. just the movement. And so, yeah, moving, learning to track and realizing how much I really did put in my mouth that was not good food and how little I moved. Right. And starting to track that movement was such an eye opener. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to be patient. You know, anybody listening is like, it's a, it's a process and it's a journey. And, you know, it's, it's, I had a client once very overweight, say it just doesn't feel good to move. And it's, it's, it might not feel great to move at 200, no. whatever pounds. Like it's, it's not going to feel as good as it does at 150 strong. Right. That's for sure. Right. right. But you got to yeah. get that. Like you got to break, you got to break through that initial thing and it does get better doesn't it absolutely it yeah. gets better right I mean I can do squats now I can pull you know and couldn't even walk up the steps I couldn't get out of the chair and now I can do right. squats it definitely feels better right. um, so yeah just just moving you know you think about how much healthy you are from the in even you know you've heard probably talks with Dr. Chad about how moving just moving alone like just literally like if you're better off lifting weights if you're obese than not lifting weights and being skinny. Like, mm -hmm. so get in there and get it, it five pounds, 10 pounds. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That was relative to you at the time. That's what you had. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, it was about it. all I could do. <laughs> right. And that's about all, right. That was about right. it. It was right. about all I could do. That was yeah. it. So, so yeah, I mean, I think it's relative and, and I'd say for anybody, no matter where you are in the journey, but trying to remember, especially in the beginning, to me, comparison is a thief yeah. and trying to compare your self and where you are to somebody else, you know, either their timeline, their body composition, you know, the amount of effort you think that they're putting in versus yours, it will steal, it, it will steal the joy of what you're doing, right? You won't recognize your accomplishments, and instead of comparison to me, that's why I say like, find the community of like-minded women. You're not comparing, you're supporting each other and you're pushing because I did do that for a while. Right. I'm like, Oh, well look at them. Right. You did have the person that lost 50 pounds and, and two challenges. I didn't do that. Why not? And I think in the beginning that is tough for anyone. And, and you start putting that self-doubt in your mind. Don't compare, right. Don't do it. Everybody's on their own journey and instead start finding those people that are going to support you. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thank you. You should go into TSL when we're done and look at the okay. comments because you have a whole bunch of course. Oh. It's been a living, breathing experience. <laughs> and I, I appreciate your time. I know that many people will be, will hear this and will be feeling a little more connected to you. So I'll link your IG here, give her a follow. And, you know, thank you so much. I'm sure thank you've you. touched people. You're thank getting you. a lot of love right now from our crew. So. I love my TSL friends. Me too. Yeah. We have a crew out in Arizona, which Becky is like, I canceling. know I was, I was messaging a few of them. 
Yeah, I messaged a few of them today, told them I hated I couldn't be out there. So, and, and you know, I miss them all. I miss everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We all, we all do. It feel, I'm like so uncomfortable that there's a meetup. That same thing happened at Chicago. I'm like, ah, we should all be there, but we should all be nice. there. I know. It's kind of nice to know that like it's happening this way. I think until I'm in grad, you know, I haven't fully accepted the grad school commitment. Like I keep thinking I can do things and I just can't do things like as long as I'm in the, I just have to be, I'm like, I just can't like, and I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm like, I can't do that. You know? Oh yeah. No, I can't do that. There's some, no. cause no matter where I am in the program, there's an exam that's about to happen or there's a paper that's due. And it's like, I'm very slow in this program. So it's, it's like, it's, I feel like I'll see you in 2025. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this summer. And I'm like, no, I'm stacked with classes this summer. Damn it. Man. So, yeah. 2025. Yeah. That's going to be 25. Year. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, I feel like it's so fun that people are doing this and have connected and built friendships to like real friendships, not just like. Well, and that's just, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, what started out is, oh, we're all in this virtual Facebook yeah, virtual room. Yeah. I mean, and I still remember, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to get on calls. What? We're going to get on calls. We're supposed to send videos. Like, no, these are all pretend people behind a screen. <laughs> but, but, you know, then we eventually met in person and, and I think that's where it really started. Um, right. And so yeah, it's grown, right. It's grown from there and we've formed true friendships and some of the best friendships I've ever had. So yeah, so it's, the best Facebook group out there. <laughs> I think I so. I think so. It's Absolutely. just healthy. And I know people have come and yeah. gone and, but you know, we have a lot of people that have come back recently. That's actually really cool because that it's should be that way, you know, and, you know, come back, but also people who just weren't involved still in the yeah. group and then now kind of chat again. It's always nice to see people. It's like old friends, you know, it's That's just, right. we're at that point in life too, where it's like, I'm just happy to see people that, that I've known over the yeah. years. It's like, we, we all know we come and go. It's, it's okay. People are busy. They have different needs at different times. It's no, you know, I never, seasons, never right? worry seasons about of life. Yeah. Yeah. Seasons yeah. Of life. Things happen. But I kind of want it to be this unwavering community that, that when you come back, like nothing is really changed except right. we, everyone's progressed. Not like nothing's changed. Like these people have not <laughs> grown, but that it's the same feeling. Yeah. And we, we have our daily drop and we do, we have some workouts and it's just, you can count on that consistency and that kind of uncomplicated group that runs itself. Yeah at this point, you know, yeah, and it's, that's just it. It is. It's running itself. Yeah. Everybody's supporting each other and yeah. helping each other. And yeah, yeah, if anybody's new in the group, I say, reach out, right. Go yeah. to the daily drop, find the people that right. you resonate with and reach out to them, make that connection. Right. right. And I think people do what they can given their life responsibilities. Like we can't, right. you know, I couldn't add 10 new people in my life right now, but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm not excited to you know, say hi to people and connect on the daily drop and just have right. chats and that kind of thing. But, you know, but there will be a time 2025, <laughs> maybe, maybe when I can, but um, yeah. So thank you again. I appreciate, well, thank you. you know, thank you. our conversation we had and 
earlier and this one and I'm I'm just excited for for more of it so me too yes I will you will be you'll be encouraged okay well thank you all right bye thanks for listening you guys oh by the way five stars please share the show and uh, if you don't have anything nice to say what's that saying Stacy? don't say it at all That's right. Bad comments to yourself. That's right. Bye. Bye.